You know what that sound means? It's another episode of Game for a Movie, where we ask, are you game for a movie? Tell me, Andre. There's no special features on that goddamn DVD, all right? Oh, wow. For Hansel and Gretel? Gretel? Hansel and Gretel. You have the DVD of Hansel and Gretel. She basically has sex with it, somehow. Foreplay. Yes. She's she's chair foreplay. I mean, they knocked out the park, which is why it's my number three. Oh! Oh. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't be in it because this movie doesn't have women. But, you know, that's why I was making it right. It has one? You would have three lines of dialogue. No, she has more than three. Okay. So I'm actually going to get, like, I actually get, like, I earn my, my, my four sentences of dialogue rather than, like, here, I'm a paycheck. You just stood there on the screen. You're a sexy lamp. Because they really hate each other, so we get to enjoy some wonderful comedic scenes of them hating each other so much that they get into physical altercations that include her biting detective ex-detective Phillips's dick. Okay. But we don't okay. in a hot tub. I, I know all of those words were English, but the way you <laughs> constructed yeah, them, I'm I, lost. I'm not, I'm not flying the race <laughs> very well. For those who haven't rated us or uh, liked or given us a review, don't say that we haven't given you anything of value after listening to this podcast. You now know the difference between an R-rated dick and an NC-17 X-rated dick. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening to Game for a Movie, where we ask, are you game for a movie? We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. It's time to feel the rage. Join us on Film Rage, where we talk movies, current releases, coming attractions, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey, hey. And Murray. Yo. Why is it you always talk all the time? I can't understand why you're voice. This is the merman, the voice of reason. These two can't agree on anything most of the time. Some movies are mondo. Some are just soft. Every week, something is going to make us rage. Join us every Wednesday and feel the rage. Vampires, ghosts, crazed slashers, werewolves, open shutters goes to the movies. Hey, creepsters, I'm Barry Marino. I'm Philip Landry. And tonight is our movie review. Open Shutters goes to the movies. And what we went to the movies to see today is... Omen. The 1976 version starring Gregory Peck, Lee Remick, David Warner, and Billy Whitelaw. More about that bitch later. Anyway. Um... This movie starts with uh, the woman's in a hospital and she's just lost her baby. It's, uh, her name's Catherine Thorne. She's played by Lee Remick. Her husband is an American diplomat named Robert Thorne, played by Gregory, Be- uh, Gregory Peck. And she gives birth to a baby boy, but he dies. And uh, Robert is totally infant died. And moments later, the hospital chaplain, Father Spinello, urges Robert to secretly adopt a baby whose mother died in childbirth and not tell his wife that that's not her baby. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he agrees to do it. He gives her the baby. So uh, we get then we just move to five years later and he becomes the United States ambassador to Great Britain. And uh, crazy things start happening. Like right away in this movie, huh? 
First of all, a big old rock world that looks like it should be uh, shot in between the eyes and killed. A big old garbage dog appears at their house. He's just looking for a forever home. I don't know why people think all dogs are cute. That dog was not cute. <laughs> I didn't say whether he was cute. I just said he was looking for oh, a forever you know, home. Oh, you know, people that, you know, you look at... A he was just trying he, to make a friend with Damien, that's all. Uh, he, needs to, he needs to make a friend with, with the, <laughs> the angel of death. Oh. <clears throat> I don't like Rottweilers, I don't like German Shepherds, and I don't like Pitbulls. And anybody out there, I'm sorry if y'all big old Pitbull and German Shepherd and Rottweiler enthusiast, but I say yuck to all three of those breeds. I'm not a big dog person myself. All right, Barry, being all hateful towards the dog. I always said if I had a dog, I would I would discipline it with a sword. Oh. <laughs> um, splat. <laughs> wow, Barry. I'm going to probably get all the PETA people on my hands. I'm sure you are. I am, I know. But anyway, moving on with the story. So Damien's na- during Damien's fifth birthday party, his nanny is standing on the windowsill and she says, Damien, this is for you. And she jumps and she hangs herself, which freaks out all the kids. And some of them aren't so freaked out. They're looking up there like, wow, that's cool. Did you know this? That was a couple of years like, So anyway, um, uh, he, uh, this new woman, this real garbage woman, named Mrs. Baylock arrives and she's a mysterious new nanny with no t- references to I anything. totally got a kick out of her. She has the best eye stares. Okay? She had the face that would stop a clock. That is the ugliest woman I've ever seen in my life. And I'm not counting Nancy Reagan. I love Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was fabulous. I thought her eye stares was fabulous. So this garbage woman in, in puts herself in with the family and she starts uh, taking care of the baby. It turns out that she's one of these demonic people, since Damien is the yeah. Antichrist. And um, the parents want to take him to a wedding in the church. And she's, the, the nanny's all against it. And the mother said, have him ready. We're going. So they go to the church for the wedding, and he starts freaking out. The kid starts like, really having a meltdown. Grabs Basically, it looked like off. my cat when we take my cat to the vet was like Damien going to the church. Yeah, yeah, cats don't like going to the vet. No. So anyway, Damien, I mean, he won't go into the church or anything. So they come home and they're they all needed to sedate out. him. They yeah. needed they need to give him some gabapentin. <laughs> I was thinking more cyanide, but anyway, uh, <laughs> but he wasn't ready to kill him yet. Okay. All right, so things just keep on happening. <laughs> and this Miss, Miss, Miss Garbage Woman is taking care of the baby now. And this priest comes to the house. Well, somebody need to take care of the demon child. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. She takes that horrible, horrible, beastly animal and makes him Damien's pet. Well, I mean, I mean, come on. He had, was in the forever home. He needed to make a best Why friend. Why do people think I'm... I mean, come on. The kid had right. a dog and the it, dog... Once again. And the dog Why had do a people kid. think dogs are so great? I don't get it. I mean, look. It was a wonderful match made in hell. I mean, it was fabulous. Well, that's okay? a garbage woman. So she, she, I mean, look. They had the triad. They had the... They had, they had the... the they had the demon servant name. Well, I don't know. Did they... They had the demon dog and they had the demon child. It was perfect. 
Why is that so perfect? They had a I don't want that kind of thing in my house. I didn't say you had to have it in your house. I, if I was, if I was at, if I was a wife, I would say, "Why is it about the nanny? Why is this thing in my house after I've cleaned it?" Well, I'm not saying it was good for the parents, but I said it was good for the three of them, though. The yeah, dog, well, the three of the them, dog, the nanny, and the child. The three of them can fucking go to hell and stay there. I think that's where they want to go. Well, they could go to heaven. That would, that would really hit them where they live. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> Uh, go ahead and go go live in the Catholic Church. That's what you deserve. Anyway, so the garbage woman is taking care of the baby, and um, this priest keeps on telling Robert that he is in danger, and he doesn't know understand what it is. He comes to Robert's um he comes to Robert's office and causes a big scene, and Robert has him thrown out. And, you know. So eventually, he's somewhere, and, and the weather starts getting real bad, and there's more of those garbage dogs coming around, and this big old pole or whatever it was comes and impales him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it co- it's like something from the top of the church or whatever comes down. And so anyway, wind, the wind. meanwhile, Catherine goes to, takes Damien to the zoo in London, and obviously there's a part of the zoo in London where the baboons are free and you stay in your car and drive among them. Because that's what they're doing. Oh, you passed over those giraffes real quick, didn't you? Oh, the giraffes run away from him at first. When they're out, he, he sees the giraffes and they get all scared and they go, and you ain't lived until you've seen like six giraffes run away. <laughs> that is a sight to behold. Is that, that's the power but they go in, But they go in the, in the car and they're riding through the baboons and the, ba- the baboons start attacking them. And from what I read, they felt in the, threatened. Um, well, from what I felt, what I, uh, I read, Lee Remick was actually really scared. So all her reactions were real, and the little boy was actually scared too. So that, that, that those those two actors' reactions were real. Well, real. I wonder what they were trying to actually do to like what. Now, the only question I had is that was back in the seventies. Was there something that was being done to the baboons that was kind of against the animal standards of nowadays, or what? They might have put food on the car or something to make them, to make them go to the car and and you know, I don't know they might have put had a, 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 a scent on there that smelled like something that, but that probably would be against what you can do to animals today in the movie. Because they animals looked really actually upset. Yeah, was, I wouldn't be upset if they killed them, but yeah, you know. Because <laughs> you know back then they just did stuff. It wasn't CGI like nowadays. Everything like that's supposed to be CGI. You're not supposed to upset the animals. And still, and all, even, even with those horrible rot wallets, still didn't eat a Yorkie. I'm dying to see a Yorkie get eaten. What is it, What is this obsession you have? I don't like them. Okay. The nasty, yappy little beast. Wow. What happens to our listeners that have Yorkies? Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Keep it away from me. <laughs> well, at least you apologize, I guess. No. <laughs> oh, okay. I never apologize for not liking Yorkies. Oh, Lord, if I listen to Ship Drops, you're going to know why. Anyway. So back to the Rottweiler and his forever family and home. The Rottweiler <laughs> is brought in by the garbage nanny. And soon enough, after this, they're all upset. And, and, he, and, and Robert comes home, and Catherine's all depressed, and she... She, J- Damien's working her nerves, playing with the pool table and everything. And 
She gets Mrs. Blaylock to take him out, and it seems like she's just really starting to not like kids. But you can't blame it if, if that's the kid you have living with you. So, she tells her husband that she's pregnant and she wants an abortion. She doesn't want any more kids. Well, we get uh, what happens next. Uh, oh yeah, so one of the there's a photographer who starts you know after the the priest dies he starts investigating Damien and he starts taking pictures because he sees the picture he took of a priest looks like it has a rod keeping him impaling him. Yeah, and then that and that matchup. With also, remember he had a picture from the birthday party before hung herself in the yeah, show. Yeah, she has a noose around her yeah. neck. Yeah. And, it's, it, you know, so the, all these really strange things are happening. So, um, the next thing it, the next thing that happens is the thing with the mother, right? So, uh, Catherine is hanging stuff. She's, she's standing on a chair or something, which is a dumb thing to do right by a balcony. You know, like a hallway where you can fall. Why is she doing that? I don't even think it's a chair. I think it's like one of those little, like, small end table things. Yeah, something. it wasn't even anything like a it looked Like, it all looks like, super don't do this. This is super dangerous. Yeah, it's like, okay, this is, you know, this is really not something you do. So. Totally against safety yeah, standards. Yeah, uh, totally. So the, the little Brad is riding around in his tricycle, and he knocks <laughs> her over, and she's falling, and she's trying to hold on, and he moves her fingers to make her fall. He's probably taught that by the garbage nanny. So she falls and she winds up in the hospital, and um, they start getting. Uh, of course, she miscarries the baby, so she don't have to get the abortion now. And um, they decide Keith, the the the, the photographer, uh, goes with Robert to Rome to investigate Damien's Damien's birth parents, and Damien uh, he goes to and you know there's nuns that speak Italian and cab drivers that speak Italian and I'm starting to have childhood post-traumatic stress at all this Italian and um they finally go to some creepy old graveyard where Damien's mother is supposed to be buried and it's the bones of a jackal because you know the Antichrist is supposed to be born of a jackal oh yes and uh or maybe just a very ugly woman we don't know Maybe the Antichrist's mother's gonna was be... the name Maria, so she was. Yeah. So she was a. Well, I don't know. She was a jackal. So you're just saying he was born of an ugly bitch? Well, you should see it. Would, no, but it was an animal skull. An there, ugly so bitch, a jackal. Dog. A jackal dog bitch. would be a bitch, wouldn't it? It's okay. Not, it's yeah. Not, okay. Not, yeah it's, is that what you're saying? Is that not, what you're no, trying? No, that's not what I'm saying. Okay. I'm saying is I'm putting words in your mouth. I think the I think the the actual Antichrist would probably just be the son of a very very ugly woman. What does Donald Trump's mother look like? Oh. <laughs> Really? Oh, I went there, yes. Yeah. Okay. I love it. <laughs> I actually think the Antichrist would actually be born of really beautiful parents. I think that. Yeah, probably. I think people would be fooled. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Antichrist is going to be something pleasant, something that some, everybody likes. It's going to be something that's really in today, you know. It's not going to be, you know, uh, I mean, they, you know, you might have some people like it brainwashed by certain people, but it's not going to be anybody repulsive. You um, know? It's going to be somebody 
You know, it's like a nun used to tell me in catechism, when the devil tempts you, he's not going to say, jump into this ball of fire. He's going to say, eat this candy ball. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the nuns in school used to tell us. And they also used to tell us that whenever you commit a mortal sin and you die with a mortal sin on your soul, <laughs> the part of your body you committed the sin with <laughs> will be the part that suffers the most in hell. Are you worried? Are you concerned? No, but I'm wondering. <laughs> I am concerned. I'm, gonna, I'm concerned about whether you ever going to be able to sit down in hell. <laughs> oh, come on. You didn't get that? It's so obvious. Really? Really. Yeah. <laughs> well. And we have our eyes here just looking like, oh, my God. Enjoy your fire. Really say enjoy, that. Enjoy your fire piss. Oh. <laughs> Oh, wow, wow. Boom, wow. boom. Oh, uh, rim shot. Ah! That's what they call it, that little drum thing. I wasn't calling it a rim job. Rim it was shot. so close. <laughs> it was so close. You're yeah. just throwing it all out there. I'm throwing it As all out As we continue there. on. Oh, we didn't. Come on. We, we having fun. Anyway. We are having fun. So anyway, he now knows that Damien is the Antichrist. So meanwhile, he calls Catherine and tells her to get out of there and join him in Rome. So she's trying to get out of the hospital and Garbage Nanny shows up and pushes <laughs> her out of another window and she goes right through an ambulance get, dying, killing herself. So, next we got, you know, Robert finds out, you know, that his wife is killed and, um... So really, in all honesty, she really could have used my advice about not falling out the window. That's true, yeah. Yeah. And you see, um, they travel to Israel, and they, they find a guy named Carl Buggenhannon. <laughs> He's an archaeologist, so he knows the uh, Antichrist. So he tells them the Antichrist is going to bear the birth walk in the shame of three sixes, and that uh, he has to kill the Antichrist with these certain yeah hollowed, uh, on hollow ground, which would mean in a church, on a... And he he says to, he tells him actually on on the altar of God, the altar of God, yeah, and not just hallowed ground, but on dag, the altar. These certain daggers, yeah, these particular daggers. And of course, Robert goes, "I'm not killing the child." And he throws the daggers away. Keith goes to retrieve them, and his truck, the the driver accidentally puts the truck in neutral. It backs up, and Keith is in this little trench, and the truck hits the thing, and the big bill plate of glass beheads him. Yeah, and he had had a photo he had taken that showed a reflection of him, and, and this memory he had been taking photos that had premonitions of how people would die, and in his photo it showed something like severing his head off from his body. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. It wasn't necessarily the glass, but it was. Yeah, so it, was, yeah, it looked like a piece of plate glass that did sever his or head. Or something. So now Robert is convinced he has to kill Damien. So... He comes home, and he's he cuts Damien's hair and finds the the the, the mark. Oh wait, but you got to remember first. What did he have to do? He had to get that demon dog down in the little basement. Oh yeah, place. he trapped the demon dog. What the hell happened to the demon dog? We only find out after that. I think the demon dog just got trapped. Mm. Um, good. Nobody was there to feed him anything. Yeah, he just died. Maybe he died when, when, yeah. Anyway, so, 
He's he cuts the hair, finds it, so he's the six six six. Getting ready to, getting ready to take him to the church to to kill him, and he gets attacked by garbage nanny, and garbage nanny, and then he knocks her out. Some kind she looked of like she needed some rabies shots more well, than she was dog. biting him and making him bleed and everything. She was, yeah. she, was she, she she went was, crazy. She was a beast. So anyway, he's he thinks he's killed garbage nanny, but he hasn't. <laughs> So finally, he's getting ready to leave the house, and Garbage Nanny comes back screaming and acting like a banshee. Attacks him. They fight for a little while. And when he gets a, uh, what is it, like an ice pick? And sticks it in her neck? Yeah, yeah, something like or that. Fork Some, or something. Something I, I told She pulled up and like. And she just dies. I, she, I mean, we know. Did he stab her in the neck or did he stab her in the shoulder? Like, kind of. It went. He pushed it down into the shoulder, so maybe it went down. It, hit maybe close got to the, the lung or the heart or something. Because oh, 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 she just, was gasping. So he must have hit. Because it's like well, he had to yeah, hit something. It seemed like you know you don't just die from a, a, a stab to the shoulder. And it didn't it look was like, about. It was about what he picked up was about like this, I would say, and it probably was a good. Was it about four to six inches? Maybe somewhere from. Yeah. So, I mean, that could, if you go the right way, you could... I guess it might have, it could pierce the heart. Was it on the left side? Or was, yeah, I think it was on the and left side. And it was kind of in. And it could have pierced possible. the heart. Yeah. It was a little dra- dramatized. Uh, uh, it was, it was very, very dramatized. Yeah, but it's possible, maybe. So, anyway, <laughs> finally... Finally, he, he you know, garbage in, he's dead. And um, he... I just, know you were so happy. Oh, that was my favorite part of the movie. I was just laughing by the whole thing. I was yeah, so keen. That was my favorite part of the movie. I hated that. I don't know. I just hated that character, and I did not like that actress at all. I like the actress. And I don't know. Maybe I'll see her in something else. That I, I actually, better. I'm actually okay. I understand you don't like the role, but I found it entertaining. I like when there is a really crazy b- evil bitch going on. It just makes me yeah, laugh. Yeah, I don't understand because I like, if it's campy, it makes me laugh. I mean, I just like like, like Esther and often, you know. Yeah, that's how I felt about this. It was entertaining for me, and she had really good stare off eyes. So that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Well, anyway, so. He finally gets Damien in the car, and he's rushing off, and the police see him. And once again, this is another scene where it looked like I'm trying to take my cat to the vet. I'm serious. Oh, yeah, he's just wiggling and, and, and just all over the place. He needed to do the 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 bait sedate crate method. I mean, that really would have worked and way better. Just taking a little Benadryl would have done it. Something you know? would have done way yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah, just a little Benadryl and get, get yeah. him to sleep. Mm-hmm. So he takes him to the church. And he's about to stab him to death. And sure enough, the cops come in and they shoot Robert dead. So then we cut to him and Catherine's funeral. And Damien is now living with the President of the United States. Yay! Oh. Anyway, that's the end of the movie. So, um... The thing is, is that they did a sequel to this, Damien the Omen 2, and Damien is a teenager now, and he's living with Robert and Catherine's brother and his wife, played by William Holden and Lee Grant. So, um, we'll talk a little bit about the casting. Um, you know, Gregory Peck and his choice to play Ambassador Thorne from the beginning, and he got involved with the project through his agent who was friends with the producer, Harvey Bernard. And um, he liked the script. 
and he liked the idea, and he decided to do it, and he, he saw it more of a psychological thriller than a horror film. And uh, William Holden uh, was also considered for the role, and he turned it down, which is funny. He said he didn't want to start in a film about the devil, but then he said the sequel, Damien 2. And then Charlton Heston was offered it, and he turned down the part. Roy Scheider and Dick Van Dyke were also considered for the part, and Charles Bronson was also offered for the role. Um, the little boy was rather sinister, wasn't he? Let's talk about the performances. What you thought of Gregory Peck? Gregory Peck? I mean, it was good. I mean, I'm not going to say it was his finest work, but... No, but... He, and, he was and, good. And Lee Remick, you know, was pretty much anybody could have played that role, you know? The way he she played all right, yeah. Uh, David Warner as Keith was, I thought, was very good. Yeah. Well, actually, that would probably been... You talking about the photographer? Yeah. Yeah. I would actually... He did actually a better job than Gregory Peck. Oh, well, he yeah. shoot me over that, but that's what I feel. Now, that first fall, the Father Brennan, I swear to God, he would look like Bela Lugosi as Dracula. Oh, honey, he looked like a creepy pedophile priest. I'm sorry. That, yeah. that shit, they didn't have him looking real now, I know you like Billy Whitelaw's. Uh, I loved her. Okay, and, I loved the eyes. And, the, the whole and I just couldn't wait for her to get killed. I know. But that, 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 this is somewhere where me and Barry disagree. I was entertained. He wanted her just to be now, the, the, the little kid, Harvey uh, Spencer Stevens, he, he did a pretty good job. Oh, for Damien? Oh, yeah, my God, he did I, a great I mean, job. I mean, the, the boy was six years old yeah. when he did the job. And he, he's um, he's 50 years old now, but he got suspended. He, he was given a suspended prison sentence for a road rage attack on two cyclists. What? Yeah, he had a road rage or something. He's he's British, the kid. You know, he had a little British accent oh, when God. he spoke. So the, the the actual man has grown up in to be Damien. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, all I gotta do is I saw pictures of him now at like whatever he said, fifty something yeah, years old. Six fifty. He's turned into a hot daddy. I'm. I mean, I'm really. I suppose. Yeah. Is. I'm like. I yeah. Uh, no, For I'm, me, I like I like the hot daddies. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, no, you like the handlebar mustache kind of. I, I like anything that looks devilishly charming. So, <laughs> even if they got a whip, right? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> All right. Now here's That's a little interesting. Business. Here's a little interesting bit of trivia. The, the actress <clears throat> that played the first thing, the one that hangs herself, yeah, is Holly Palance. Her father is Jack Palance. You know who he is? Oh. You probably knew him. What was a City Slickers? Was that the movie yeah. he's really known for? That's a movie that younger people would know him for. But, yeah. Um, what's that, with Billy Crystal? Our Roz is here. He knows those movies. That was Billy Crystal, huh? Yes, that was Billy Crystal, yeah. Yeah. City Slickers is the name, yeah. Actually, didn't he win an Oscar for that? I think he won an Oscar for that role. I think. Oh, he won an Oscar for something that he did later in life. Not when he was... Uh, I remember one movie he's in with Joan Crawford called Sudden Fear, where he plays... Her husband, her younger husband, that's trying to kill her, and he, he and Gloria Graham are like in it together, the killer, and uh, he's really, really sinister. In so house. let's talk about the production quality. I did like, I did like um, some of the um, settings they used. I like that they actually used settings in Italy, in Israel, in, yeah. in England. So whenever they were doing whatever, they used the actual settings. That was nice. 
Yeah. Um, there was a little bit of, of, of goofy moments in there. The only thing, and I don't know if it's because of all the remastering, because now we see things, they've remastered it. Yeah. But they definitely, sometimes in some of these remastered things, you can really see where the makeup is sometimes overdone. Oh yeah, and I, I and so I have to say maybe that I don't know I I don't right right now have the original to compare it to so the original film so we don't know like I can't really say off the bat but it does look like the makeup was overdone in spots. What also had especially a, on um, Gregory Peck, you notice that? Yeah, um, it also had that seventies cheesy quality, that grainy look. With the faded colors. I the actually like that. 70s. I like the dating of that. Even Jaws look like that. But what's intriguing now, and what's intriguing now is when they remastered these movies and we see them in the newer version, there seems to be more depth perception to the film now on these newer remastered things. Mm-hmm. So it does throw a little off from what we're used to. But it is intriguing. Well, it's gotten, like, really mixed reviews. Like, uh, Richard Either of the New York Times called it a dreadfully silly film. Uh, Variety praised Richard Donner. That was Richard Donner who directed it. Yes. He praised his uh, direction as taut. Roger Elba gave the film 2.5 out of 4 stars. And Gene Siskel also gave it 2.5 out of 4. The Los Angeles Times said, absolutely riveting, totally scary experience. And uh, Newsweek called it the dumb and largely dull movie. And it was also included in Michael Medved and his brother Harry's book, The 50 Worst Films of All Time. And that was only two, the book came out only two years after the movie was released. It was the most recent movie on it. But it obviously has aged better because yes. it's got an 86% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, based on 49 reviews with average rating of 7.25 out of 10. Not too shabby. Mm. And it's inclu- it's number 81 in the American uh, Film Institute's 100 Years, 100 Thrills. The score by Jerry Goldsmith was nominated for, a, uh, was nominated for AFI and American fin- Film Institute's 100 Years of Film Scores. And bra- it's a, the film was ranked uh, number 16 in Bravo's Scariest Moments. I think the score, now that, you're right, the score was excellent. So it's got, it, it's it's one of these movies that seems to have, um, have, a, have gotten, you know, more popular with time. It seems as though, you know, some of these movies, when they first come out, they get really bad reviews. They get, you know, I heard that Psycho got bad reviews on its first, on its first run. And um, and then, you know, it's like Harold and Maud was a big old flop. I remember that. I remember when it first came out and they played for like two weeks in the movie theaters. And then all of a sudden it starts showing up on the midnight movie circuit. And it pretty much became a classic. And now it's considered, you know, a, a, a classic film today. It's, it's, right. it's one of the, you know, I think it's in the, great, uh, uh, the AFI's greatest films. So, you know, it's... Um, it did, it, it, and, and there were two sequels. There's Damien 2, Damien Omen 2, which starred um, Lee Grant and, and William Holden. There's Damien 3, The Final Conflict, which uh, stars, what's this guy's name? Say, uh, uh, Sam Neill as, you know, 32-year-old Damien. 
And Damien Ford, oh, oh, The Awakening, I think that was a straight to video. Yeah, it's a made for TV. And um, this, one, this one has a little girl in it, it seems. Yeah, it's a little girl who, who is meant to, uh, I guess, oh, Damien gets killed in three. Uh, and then uh, it was remade with Lee Shriver and Julia Stiles. I and, loved the Julia Stiles. I love some Julia Stiles. And Mia Farrow as Mrs. Pl- and then Mia Farrow, yes. And Mia which Farrow, I can totally who see was, that. Uh, who was uh, played Mrs. Both, Baylock. She's playing Mrs. Baylock, and she also played Rosemary, Rosemary's Baby, which she was Which we're going to be doing which next is, week. We're doing Rosemary's Baby next week. And, um, well, so. Uh, what else I wanted to say about this this last one? Yeah, I, um, I think it would be cool if they remade Rosemary's Baby and had Mia Farrow play the Ruth Gordon part. That would be kind of cool. Mm, I'm going to say no. Really? I just don't see Mia Farrow playing that part. Why? I love Mia Farrow, don't get me wrong. Why? It just doesn't. Ruth Gordon is Ruth Gordon, and I'm trying yeah. to think of who would even match the level of Ruth Gordon as well, an actress. Well, about ten years ago, Betty White, but yeah, I, I'm. But I, now I think Betty White would be too too frail for a um, a part that big, in the you know in the film. And I think they don't have to even go as. I actually. Would, I know it was remade in. Uh, I would actually like to see a version of this where they could they could go a little slight different route if they do remake it. I would like to maybe see a little more modernized kind of idea of it, mm-hmm. and make it slightly a little more diverse cast. Make it kind of like an idea, especially because it was like an apartment comp. They could change it up a little bit. There could yeah. be there could be a neat way to go with it because I don't. I think trying to remake Rosemary's Baby. Well, they have which already. We'll, talking a, about. we'll talk more about that next week. For they sure. have as a, um, they've remade Rosemary's Baby as a as a mini series. What year was that? Um, but we're going to talk about that next week because we're going to be reviewing that next week. So I will tell you more about. We will talk a whole lot more about how I feel about that and what we could do. Yeah, it was remade as a, uh, there was a television series called "Look What's Happened to Rosemary's Baby" with Patty Duke and. There was a remake in 2008. Um, it was briefly considered, yeah. And there was NBC made for TV four-hour movie with Zoe Sandler as Rosemary. Well, what I wanted to say on the Omen remake, though, the Omen remake, yes, it doesn't have the campy cult classic quality of the original. However, I will say Julia Stiles as the mother really brought it. And that's really what makes that movie. People really do remember her more. And I will say the some of the um, fall scenes and the things against like towards her and all is a lot more dramatic. Yeah. So it's a lot more frightful of a movie. That that, that that's where I would put say was was more probably the compelling part of the remake. Yeah. That doesn't say that I'm saying the movie overall. I always, you know, and, and, and the thing is, is that Lee Remick was a really good actress. If she saw in some other things, she won a um, she won an Emmy, I believe, playing uh, Jenny Churchill. Yeah, and, and I'm not putting down Lee Remick. I'm just saying, in my opinion, Julia Stiles brought to that character. So a now bit it is time to rate it. Oh. 
I'm going to go ahead, just because I was thoroughly entertained, I'm going to give it four and a half shutters. The only reason I can't go up to five is there was some production production problems. Well, I'm giving it three because I hated Billy Whitehall. And that's the whole reason I'm giving 4.5. <laughs> I, well, I, went, I, I thought about giving it one because she ruined the movie as far as I'm concerned. She ruined it for you, but she made it for me. Yeah, so she ruined it It for must me. be a difference in generation. I'm, I'll say, I, totally I don't think it's a difference in generation. I think it's a difference in um, probably in taste more than anything. Yeah. I just didn't like her. I, li- I, didn't I, li- like, the, I like a good campy evil bitch. I just do. Well, so do I, but it wasn't. It's not not her. I know it's okay. And she's dead, so she she can't get a feel. She can't get butt hurt or anything by this. A soul <laughs> might come back and hurt you, though. I don't know. Yeah, she looked pretty evil there. All right, so um, you can follow us on Twitter at a shutters. Uh, Instagram is at open shutters podcast. Our Facebook uh, page, the Facebook business page is Open Shutters, a creepy podcast. Facebook business page is the official page for Open Shutters, a creepy podcast. Um, we probably, we, we, we got a little work to do on the Patreon account before we actually uh, put it back up. And we're also working on, on selling some merch on Cafe Press. Yes. And um, so... And uh, we have uh, we gonna, uh, we ran earlier. You heard uh, um, what's the name of the uh, podcast that we ran their, their promo film rage? Yeah, film rage. Film rage. I'm gonna start listening to them because I did, well I listened to them already before and they are pretty awesome. But I want to listen to all their episodes now since since, since we're running their ad and we've been running our ad that kind of thing. So once again, this will this this will be posted. Of course, you know that already if you're listening. Uh, Sunday, August the 8th at midnight or 12.01. And until then, enjoy the view from the open shutters. But don't fall out the window. And don't push the mother out the window either. Bye-bye. Bye.